Welcome back to the Order in Progress podcast. I'm your host, Will Safford. And today I want to talk about the number one neglected but most important aspect of training for jiu-jitsu. I used to believe that the foundational human movements were squat, push, pull, hinge, and carry. Much of my training over the last 10 years or so was built around these movement patterns. Maybe yours are too. And if you study most functional programs today, they are all still built on these movements. The problem for me was after 10 or so years of training this way, I was riddled with pain and feeling much older than a quote-unquote healthy 30-something-year-old should. My body ached constantly. I was throwing out my back every few weeks. And I was tricking myself into believing that this is just what happens when you get older. The truth is, I was misinformed. Let's talk about the primary human movements. Fortunately, the functional training trend got us moving away from machines and isolation movements. It took many of us toward compound movements that humans were quote unquote designed to do. We started squatting, pressing, pulling, and hinging, and we were using free weights like barbells and kettlebells. It was definitely a move in the right direction. But from what I've come to learn, those are not the primary movements humans were actually designed for. The primary movements are walking, running, throwing, and getting up. The getting up is a theory of mine that I'll get into in a later episode, but to me, the squat, push, pull, and hinge are secondary movements. They are useful and definitely necessary, but not the specific movements we evolve for, and they shouldn't be our training focus. We evolved to be on two feet moving forward in space. Now, if you look at locomotion as the primary movement, its actions are far different than what you get with the secondary movements. Walking and running is rotational by nature. Your arms and limbs move contralaterally around an axis. This axis is your spine, which is connected to a rib cage and a pelvis that is turning to produce forward movement. Now, throwing is essentially an exaggeration of that. It's an exaggeration of the same rotational movement. So if our design is to rotate, why is the foundation of most training programs square, linear, sagittal plane movements on two feet? Once you realize that life is rotation, meaning that nearly everything you do is rotational, you might start to question conventional functional training. Everything really is rotation. Opening a door, walking to the mailbox, climbing stairs, getting out of bed, most of what you do every day is rotational. In fact, every joint action in the body is rotational. There is no such thing as straight, linear, up and down movement. When you bend your arm in a biceps curl, it may seem straight and linear, but muscles are spiraling to rotate bones around joints. Life is rotation. Now, consider athletics. Hitting, kicking, punching, throwing, swinging, juking, cutting, all rotational movements. You are rarely square in sports. Sport is rotation. 
in jujitsu, you're almost never square, but you're rotated to some degree or you're using a rotational movement to perform a technique. Takedowns, sweeps, passes, counters all require some form of rotation. Now, you could argue that closed guard is a square position, but even most techniques from closed guard require a degree of rotation. And let's be honest, not a lot of people are playing closed guard anymore these days. Jiu-jitsu is rotation. In fact, the only sport that is not rotational is powerlifting. So if that's your goal, you want to be a powerlifter, or you just want to be really good at bilateral sagittal plane lifts like squatting and deadlifting, then by all means, continue to train that way and stay square. But if your goal is powerful athletic movement and ability, rotation is where you should focus. Let's talk about the neurological effects of sagittal plane exercise. I think very few people consider the effects on the nervous system when they train most thought is on the muscles, how to make them stronger, grow, and create force. But every time you repeat a movement for reps, you are grooving neurological pathways for that movement. For example, when you're squatting, you are telling the system, I want to get good at this movement. Now, when you perform square movements, which again are necessary and important, remember they are secondary movements, you are bracing your core when you do these to resist rotation of the spine and the pelvis. The same thing happens on pretty much all sagittal plane movements, deadlift, squat, bench press, overhead press, etc. We have been taught to brace the core to resist movement. I argue that when you train only in this way and predominantly in this way, you are telling your nervous system to prioritize anti-rotation. In other words, you're saying do not rotate. You are telling your body to stop doing the fundamental thing it was designed to do. So a question to ask yourself is, do I want to become good at squats, deadlifts, pushes, and pulls? Or do I want to become good at movement for sport, grappling, and life? Again, don't get it wrong. Bilateral resistance training, meaning on two feet, square, traditional squatting, deadlifting, that stuff is necessary. It truly is the best way to build strength. And anti-rotation is also also necessary. You have to be able to resist rotation. But should it be your primary focus? Let's talk about how to train rotation. If you're now seeing that rotation should be your primary movement pattern or realize that maybe you're not training it enough, and you need to add more of it, the question becomes, where do you even start? Most people will go to Russian twist, but that, in my opinion, is the worst exercise, and you should really just get rid of that exercise altogether. A lot of people feel like they do a few Russian twists, check the rotational box, and move back onto their squats and lunges. First, what you want to do is go back to my previous episodes, articles, go to seekprogress.com, And you have to start undoing some of the negative effects that prolonged sagittal plane compression work has had on your body. So if, just like me, you have been squatting, deadlifting for 10 or so years, you're going to have some things to undo 
And if you're not in pain now, you know, maybe you got lucky. Maybe you can continue to squat and deadlift for forever, and that would be great. But if you're starting to feel a little beat up, a little, maybe you're in pain, you have to start undoing some of those, some of that compression that you've put into your system from doing those sagittal plane lifts. Then after that, you need to start waking up your lateral and rotational chains. You can get more information on those at seekprogress.com, but you have chains of muscles that work together to facilitate rotation. So it's also the same muscles that facilitate throwing, running, sprinting. These There's chains of muscles that work together. And if you've been ignoring those for a long time, you really need to start waking them up before you just start going right, in, right into rotational training. If you start adding too much rotation too fast, too soon, you're going to get hurt. You can definitely blow a disc, hurt a rib, strain something. So you really kind of have to go slow and you have to work on this process of undoing what you've already done from staying sagittal for so long. Start waking up some of the rotational aspects of your body. And then when your body is ready, rotational movement will become your secret weapon for producing devastating power. It will also build true resilience and durability, not only at the joints, but in an integrated total body way. When you start working rotational movement, you start linking together all the components of your body for really powerful integrated movement. Your core will have a newfound level of strength and stability and your mobility and freedom of movement will improve dramatically. Club swinging is the best tool to develop rotational skill and ability and the best place to start. However, you can also do landmine training with a barbell and that will really unleash new abilities of strength, power, and athleticism. Once you learn to rotate properly, almost any exercise can become rotational, even those presses, pulls, lunges, and hinges that we were talking about earlier. But for now, I challenge you to observe how frequent rotation is in your day-to-day life and then how lacking it is in your current training routine. So again, you can go to seekprogress.com and I give you even more info on rotational exercises and how to get started. But I hope that this episode kind of challenges you a little bit and maybe gets you thinking about how you move and how you train for sport, life, and jujitsu, which at the end of the day really is all rotation. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. 